Toledo. From the Toledo Society, I'm Professor Saeed Khan, and this is 1400 OMG, your guide to what the hell happened in modern Muslim history. In this series, we look into the key events in the Muslim world over the past two centuries and dig deep into some of the root causes of the situation many find themselves in today. Over the next few episodes, we will dive deeply into the events that led to the formation of the State of Israel. Together, we will understand the roots of the Palestine-Israel conflict and understand the history of this important region of the Muslim world. The Six-Day War. 1967 became a watershed year when it came to the Palestinian issue. In May of that year, President Nasser of Egypt ordered a naval blockade of the Gulf of Tehran to protest the Israeli diversion of water from the Jordan River. Out of fear of an Arab strike in reprisal for 1948, Israel launched a preemptive strike on Egypt, Jordan, and Syria. On June the 5th, 1967, Israeli troops crossed over and occupied the Sinai Peninsula. They also invaded and occupied Gaza, the West Bank, and Arab East Jerusalem, along with the Golan Heights in Syria. The United Nations managed to negotiate a ceasefire, but Israel refused to withdraw its troops from the captured territories. To deal with this, the United Nations unanimously passed Resolution 242, calling for Israel to withdraw from territories captured during the Six-Day War. In return, the Arab countries would have to recognize Israel's right to live peacefully within its borders. The United Nations also addressed the need to settle the Palestinian refugees who were uprooted as a result of the Six-Day War. The resolution was rejected by the chairman of the Palestine Liberation Organization, Yasser Arafat. The losses incurred as a result of the Six-Day War were devastating to the Arabs and became known as the Naqsa, the setback, a reminder of the Nakba, the catastrophe of 1948. Gamal Abdel Nasser died in September 1970 and was replaced as president of Egypt by Anwar al-Sadat. Sadat inherited not only the hostilities with Israel, but also Egypt's dire economic conditions. He tried to change the relationship in Cold War power politics by expelling 20,000 Soviet military advisors from Egypt, hoping that this would signal Washington of Egypt's gesture and welcoming of further negotiations with Israel. Unfortunately, the gesture proved to be meaningless because a mere two weeks later, at the 1972 Munich Summer Olympics, Palestinian terrorists captured and killed 11 Israeli athletes. As a result, world opinion moved away from the Palestinian issue as well as from the Arab world in general. The 1973 war. By 1973, the Arabs were frustrated due to economic stagnation and the lack of progress regarding the issue with Israel. Sadat decided to use war to turn the tide in his favor. To do this, he allied with Syria and on October the 6th, 1973, Egypt launched an attack across the Suez Canal, while Syria attacked the Golan Heights. Egypt was successful in crossing the so-called Bar-Lev Line on the Israeli side of the canal. The Egyptian army overwhelmed Israel, caught it off guard, and took control of the region. This event became known as the Crossing. After the crossing, Egypt ceased its offensive, choosing not to go all the way across the Sinai Peninsula toward Israel. Sadat felt as though he had achieved all of his objectives. He had restored the military credibility of Egypt. He had retaken land lost to Israel. 
and showed the superpowers that Israel was not the military superpower in the region that many of them felt it was. Sadat waited for other countries to intervene and call for a ceasefire, but that ceasefire did not happen right away. In the meanwhile, Israel was able to overcome the Syrian assault and launch a counterstrike against Egypt. On October the 16th, 1973, General Ariel Sharon led an Israeli army across the Suez Canal and came within striking distance of Cairo. Both the United States and the Soviet Union now called for a ceasefire, and all countries agreed. The war was really just a proxy war for the US and the Soviet Union. The United States had supplied weapons to Israel, while the Soviet Union had done the same with Egypt and Syria. The consequences of this war were not in favor of the Arabs. In fact, it served as a reminder of the potential for a direct superpower to intervene. The United States played a bigger role in the region after this war. A second consequence was the impact on the oil industry. The war provided oil-producing nations with a level of power previously thought impossible to achieve. The Organization for Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, had announced a 5% monthly reduction in the amount of oil produced until Israel withdrew from occupied Arab territories, while Saudi Arabia suspended indefinitely all oil shipments to the United States. Oil prices soared, causing global concerns, anxieties, and worries. Europe and Japan decided to show more empathy for the Arabs due to their heightened need for oil from the region. For the United States, they decided it needed to start being less dependent on Arab oil and started producing more oil domestically. The importance of petroleum caused the U.S. to play a more direct role in the Arab-Israeli conflict. After the war. As part of the fallout from the 1973 war, the United States started to play a much bigger role in Middle Eastern politics. In January 1974, Henry Kissinger, the U.S. Secretary of State and National Security Advisor, started to negotiate for peace between Egypt and Israel with his famed shuttle diplomacy. In September of that year, he persuaded the two countries to sign an agreement that forced Israel to withdraw from the Western Sinai. The United States assisted both countries in recovering from the war. This event provided reconfirmation of special relationship status between the U.S. and Israel as seen during negotiations, as well as through a fourfold increase in military aid being sent to Israel. But the United States also provided Egypt with much needed financial aid, including money to rebuild the Suez Canal, which reopened finally in 1975 after being closed since 1967. The 1973 war was seen as a victory for Egypt. Sadat became known as the hero of the crossing, but now, Egypt needed to deal with its own economic problems. To do so, Sadat surmised that he had to make peace with Israel. What would happen next would shake the Arab world to its core, leaving a lasting consequence in the region. Just a quick note regarding Toledo Society. 1400 OMG is one podcast in a network of podcasts called Toledo Society. To find out more, visit ToledoSociety.com.
Next time, we will discuss how Egypt and Israel came to terms and the effects of their peace deal, both on the region and particularly to Palestine. The creation of the State of Israel caused political unrest and issues both in the Middle East as well as making the Arab-Israeli issue a global one. The alliance between Israel and the United States would only further strengthen, with Arab demands for Palestinian recognition being lost in the broader geopolitical chess match that was the Cold War. In our next episode, we will conclude our history of Palestine by looking at events from the past 40 years of history in the region. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and don't forget to let us know your thoughts. If you'd like to reach out to us, please visit us at toledosociety.com. For 1400 OMG, this is Professor Saeed Khan, your guide to what the hell happened in modern Muslim history. Toledo.